Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text that we shall consider is uh, taken from the seventh chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. We begin reading at verse 11. Now it happened the day after that Jesus went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding region. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In Christ Jesus, who commands the dead to arise, just as you have through the gracious waters of holy baptism, dear fellow redeemed. If this widowed mother did not stop weeping immediately after Jesus said, do not weep, Would she have been guilty of disobeying the Lord Jesus? Of course, no. Very likely, she was still wiping tears from her eyes when Jesus said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And when that young man sat up and began to speak, her tears probably changed from tears of great grief to abundant tears of unbelievable joy. You see, Jesus did not bark out the order looking for strict obedience here, weep not. Rather, we are told Jesus had compassion upon this woman because of her great grief. Jesus was bringing relief, and what he was about to do would give her reason to eventually smile and laugh, even with her, and especially with her son. There was no shame in her crying. Jesus, you'll remember, cried when he grieved at his good friend Lazarus' tomb. Tears are very normal when we grieve the loss of our loved ones. This is not a sign of weakness 
but a natural response to a most unnatural occurrence. Human death was never intended to happen to God's perfectly created world. But on account of sin, it happens. And it often hurts beyond measure. Jesus' act of raising this young man speaks for itself, but there are underlying messages to be sure. The reaction to those or by those who witnessed it indicates this. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people, and this report about him spread. But you see, Jesus was more than just a great prophet. As Jesus said to Martha upon the death of her brother, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And Martha answered, yes, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And you believe this too. Not because you are so very smart. Not because you made a good decision to follow Jesus in this life. No. You believe because God has chosen you by his grace from eternity to be his own and has given you such faith, trusting that what he did, Jesus did, in this life, what he did upon the cross, what he did in the grave, and what he did out of the grave, you believe these things are not only true, but give you the gifts of everlasting life. These mighty acts have secured for you the forgiveness of all your sins, eternal life, and everlasting salvation. In the midst of weeping in this life, unable to restore what is broken around you and even in you, the Lord of life, Jesus Christ, invites you to weep not, but recognize what great things he has accomplished for you. And so with that word arise, Jesus restored life to that dead young man. And so with his word spoken when water was applied upon you through his church, you were made alive. You who were once dead in your trespasses and sins you were made new, a new creation. The great miracle performed outside the city of Nain, the day of our text, is no greater than what happened for you in your holy baptism. You see, the Spirit takes what happened to Jesus for us all and gives it directly to you. Paul, in Romans chapter 6, 
spells it out simply. He says, your baptism was the crucifixion of your sinful self. Your baptism was also a death and burial of it with Christ. Your baptism was also a resurrection into a new life. So what happened to your holy substitute, Jesus, happened to you in your baptism. And look around you at your baptized brothers and sisters. Perhaps you even remember those who sat here among you but have died. And yet, because of Jesus, still live. So do not weep. We have all been raised by and in Christ Jesus. Do not be terrified, but do glorify God who has visited us with his Son. Live life to its fullest. This is his gift to you through his suffering, death, and resurrection. Amen. Please rise for prayer. <clears throat> o Lord Jesus Christ, who has had compassion on the widow of Nain, and based on your power over death, invited her to weep not, comfort, we beseech you, our hearts, who mourn the loss of our loved ones, who die in the faith. And when you come again, we long for the time when you wipe away all tears from our eyes, since by overcoming death eternally for us, we will no longer mourn nor be filled with any grief. By your grace, we have died with you, have been buried with you, and have been raised to life again with you through the living waters of our baptism. In you, all things are made new, fresh, and clean forevermore. Amen.
Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, has given you the new birth of water and the Spirit and has forgiven you all your sins. May he strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. The Lord preserve your coming in and your going out from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen.